Thank you for downloading Three Idgits in a Pod. We just have a quick announcement before we get started. Supernatural is a show that often deals with sensitive topics in a less than sensitive way. Please check the show notes for episode-specific content warnings if this is concerning to you. Again, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. And thank you for downloading our podcast, Three Idgits in a Pod, a sibling supernatural rewatch podcast. I am a host, Margaret Downs. I'm a host, Patricia Downs. And I'm another host, Bridget Downs. And today we're going to talk about Season 2, Episode 7, The Usual Suspects. But first, how are we doing today? Pretty good. Not much to report. I went to the orchard today to pick up some apples and apple cider and some turnovers and some donuts. I thought you were going to say the orphanage. (laughs) Yes, I went to the orphanage today and picked up a child. (laughs) a kid or two. <laughs> this is the, the orchard with like the big kachunk door that you yeah. have to go in that's kind of scary. Yeah, and it's very cold in it's there. It's very cold in there. Yeah. I like it there. Yeah, it's really nice in there. They, really they have... They, hmm? I can't eat it. Oh, eat the yeah. apples. You can eat the apples now. I, yeah. I can eat their apples that's the and their lollipops. That's, that's the important thing. Is the apples. Yeah, but their donuts were so good. Their donuts are very good. Well, I know, and I'm sorry, but we can't eat donuts. Full stop. Well, except those weird freezer donuts. Yeah. The weird, they're, 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 <laughs> they're good. They're not orchard donuts. No. I like I, I like Shazy Cider and Rolf's apples. Mm. Ooh, okay. It's a texture thing. The, the Rolf's te- apples have better texture. Huh. Also, they're not throwing, as sweet. Throwing shade. Wow. Okay. The, the, the Shazy Macintoshes are way sweeter than the Rolf's ones, and I like really? that. I like the tartar huh. Rolf's, Rolf's apples. That's your opinion. But Shazy has better or, uh, better cider. Has That's better weird. orchard. <laughs> <laughs> no, has better orchard. <laughs> no. No, Rolf's has the playground yeah. now yeah. with the really giant scary slide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My day. Well. Wow. We had a show. We had a show. Hey, and they can't all be great. No, they can't. Did did anybody come? There were a lot of people there, but no one came to me. Or mom, actually. Mom didn't sell anything. Wow. She yeah. sold... Were, were there any... Was 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 it just like a bunch of people looking around in general? Or were there, were there people making sales? There were people making sales. Hmm. Like, a lot. But it was a lot of, like... I don't know. It was the kind of... I was really surprised because it was a lot of, like... Maybe it was because they were just buying stuff for, like, Christmas or something. Because it was a lot of, like, Christmas ornaments and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Mom only sold two $3 pins at the very, very end because of this one lady that won a raffle. Or that won Mom's keychain raffle and didn't want it. But, so she was like, the lady said that I could swap out this keychain for another one of your keychains that I actually want. That has a place that I want. Mom's like, okay. So then she was like, since I'm already here, I guess I'll buy two of your pins. And she also won one of my prints in the raffle. Oh, did she want your print? No. Did she give it back? No. She was like, oh, yay. And then she asked, she was like, but she did compliment my work and said that it was very good. I sold three prints, I think. That's better than nothing. Hey, you made, so you did make a sale. Yes, but it was, it felt, I don't know, it was just not a good day. That's too bad. Mm -hmm. How was the show yesterday? Because you did one yesterday, too. A lot better than this one. Okay, so it's got to average out. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, at least yesterday, yesterday, yesterday wasn't actually a good sale. (laughs) 
but compared to this one, it was good. Was was mom disappointed in the sale yesterday, too? No, she actually had really good service, yeah, but so it was just because it was just... a lot of old people, and no one wanted my stuff. Yeah, yeah it's, a different, it's a different clientele at that one. And if I had to guess at the, the one you did today, it's a lot of, you know, holiday shoppers yeah. who were not probably planning on being at the craft fair. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, they were just in the mall anyway. Yeah. And came to look around and maybe buy something little and kitschy, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, weren't looking for something like in mom's price range, mm-hmm. you know, but just looking for something little and cheap as like a stocking stuffer or something, mm-hmm. which, which isn't really what, mo- what mom's thing Although is. Mom even has, mom has $2 pins, $3 magnets mm-hmm. and $5 bookmarks and then necklaces that are like 10 bucks. And then her keychains that are 20. Mm-hmm. So, and there's people that are selling stuff that's also pretty pricey there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know. And there were people that were just walking by our booth that literally didn't even stop and at least pretend to be interested. And I'm like, Maybe okay. it was placement. We were right at the front of the store. You were, but you were in the corner. Yeah, but mom's stuff was, wasn't. Her stuff was yeah. like out in center. It was just really frustrating. Yeah, I guess so. But but yeah, again, not every show can be super successful. Like, I know. You've, had, I was just you've ex- had you've had some good shows. Yeah, you've this had. Season. I mean, you've had better shows than me. Even when I sold like a big piece. <laughs> I mean that that one time, the the only time that I've ever sold like a big piece at a show, it was my second show. The four hundred. Yeah, it was. Bad? Yeah, it was four hundred dollars. Was that to the doctor? Yeah. Yeah. It was so random and niche and that's uh, but I mean a and lot it was of... the like the one piece out of everything that I brought that I was like this is never going to sell <laughs> because it is very specific. Mm-hmm. But and, and the, the very like, specific guy was like I need that one. <laughs> I was like hey intestines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm a doctor about intestines. <laughs> I, okay, I recognize those are intestines. intestines. <laughs> have you been to see it in its installation? I haven't. You, I should. you should. Yeah, you should go see it in its installations place. But and your but your stuff anyway, your you're like your art is more niche yeah. and it's like more like gallery art. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm experience thing as opposed to prints which uh you'd hope would you know be easier to sell yes mm-hmm. yeah a lot of people would do the fake like hmm hmm and then walk away but then some people just like wouldn't even look at it oh that's disappointing and i'm like well you could at least pretend to make your eyes move <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean i know I, well yeah because this is this is why i'm like well i'm i'm sure that like most most of the people who you know just walked in there and walked out again were you know just mall shoppers yes. who weren't really intending to go to the, the craft fair anyway because i know when i'm shopping i'm not a browser so like i go in to buy something specific mm-hmm. and then i leave and that's a hard thing to do at a craft fair yeah yeah where you're supposed to be just like looking around to see what's there and I'm, I'm mostly talking about the people that would come and then look at mom's stuff on her side and then turn around and not even make eye contact with me. And I'm like, that's well, rude. I'm like, well, that's, I'm yeah, sitting right here. That's kind of rude. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to. The least I'm, you can do is say like, hi, how are you? Yeah. And then you can be like, oh, good. Thank you. How I'm are trying, you? I'm trying to oh, give good the, thing. The, yeah. I am trying to give these people the benefit of the doubt yeah. because I know, uh, I know how I behave at craft fairs. Right. Which is like, don't make eye contact with anybody. Oh God, I really want to avoid this, any social interaction. Mm-hmm. I'm here to buy 
a mug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zero in on the soaps. Yes. <laughs> like, just that's, that's what I need. Thank you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I felt bad because there were like a few kids that would come over and then look through my stuff and obviously look like they wanted to get something, but then their parents would be like, okay, let's go. Yeah. And it's like, Ugh. Yeah. You gotta be like, don't you want your kid to get this? Hey, Hey, kid. Hey, kid. Don't you want some anime art? Yeah. (laughs) You look like you like anime. You look like like you want a Detective Pikachu print, huh? You were eyeing that one on the table. (laughs) Yeah. Kids really like Detective Pikachu. That's why I always put them out front right where their heads are. Yeah, good, 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 good marketing. Mm-hmm. Good marketing on the Detective Pikachu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, they really like the just the Pokemon in general. My Squirtle. Well, people really like Bulbasaur. Yeah, and good. Pikachu. <laughs> what the fuck is that Bulbasaur? <laughs> <laughs> I was really proud of that. That was a good joke. <laughs> just what the fuck is that Bulbasaur? <laughs> <laughs> How are they doing? <laughs> what the fuck is, is that, that Bulbasaur? <laughs> Oh, we're laughing at your TikTok. <laughs> this is beyond niche. This yeah. is <laughs> this, this is a one percenter. This, yeah. this is a one percenter. Hey, if anyone wants to laugh at my TikToks too, please. <laughs> <laughs> Your TikTok on uh, our podcast? No. Even though I have, yeah, I have shameful. I have more shame, <laughs> more traffic. For shame, for shame, shameless self promotion. You know, I have more traffic on my TikTok than than we do on our podcast. Well, we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. We get there when we get there. I hope someone gets that. Yeah. We make some very we, like. I think most of our jokes are one percenters. <laughs> to be quite honest. Yeah. yeah. I feel that way about some of the stuff Grace Gen guys do, though. It's yeah. very, like, they'll insert, like, tiny, tiny clip of, like, something from a war movie from, like, 72. Some of some of that, they're they're referencing their other war podcast, though. Yeah, they are. That's um, also kind of niche, though. Oh, which, yeah. Well, it is. But, like, see, like, I'm, I get most of those because I've seen a lot of war movies. Yeah. <laughs> I have. You have? Yeah, I had a phase where I watched a lot of war movies. I had a phase where um, I watched a lot of sad movies. Like, have you, like, mm-hmm. the, we're, we'll talk about it in the episode, but have you seen The Great Escape? I have not. Oh, You've yeah. seen The Great Escape. And I, I know this. Long time ago. Yes, there's a lot. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was very I'm not going to explain it. I'm not going to explain it. I said The Great Escape and you heard I'm not going to explain it. You'll get it if you get it. It was a very visual joke that had a minor auditory element. You'll get it if you get it. If you've seen The Great Escape, you'll know. And if you've seen the Phineas and Ferb movie. <laughs> I was going to say, or Chicken Run, which is Chicken which run. is yeah. a remake of The Great Escape. Yeah. yeah. If you've seen Chicken Run, you know what's going on. 
or anything that has that joke. Which in is it. still a niche reference. Yeah, like, the people who watched for, Chicken Run growing up. Yeah, for yeah, the people who watched a lot of Chicken Run and then watched the original The Great Escape and got obsessed with it and watched it many times. I watched. I it. watched Kelly's Heroes more than I watched The Great Escape. I watched Kelly's Heroes so much. Yeah. I watched Cadet Kelly. <laughs> Same thing, you know? Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> Great Escape Chicken Run. Kelly's Heroes Connect Kelly. <laughs> Dad wants to watch the cab- the the Christmas movie. What was it One Magic Christmas, which has Harry Dean Stanton in it, who was in uh, Kelly's Heroes. The dad in Pretty Oh, really? Pink. The Dad in Pretty Oh, Pink, yeah. Which I've not seen. I used to have a crush on him. Really? The- mm-hmm. You know what? In in Kelly's Heroes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were speaking about apples. apples. Yeah, we were. He has an Adam's we, apple. Harry <laughs> Dean Stanton does. That's that's a stretch. That's a stretch. We were at the very beginning of the podcast speaking about no, apples. Apple core. Apple core. Baltimore. Baltimore. Never, Never mind. mind. <laughs> Another one percenter. That's <laughs> all we got. Yeah. Pajama it? Sam. Oh. That's from Pajama <laughs> Sam. And Sam. I would write, Thunder and Lightning aren't so frightening. Applecore Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Speaking of speaking of Applecore Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into today's episode, season two, episode seven, The Usual Suspects. When I read the title. Mm-hmm. I read it as the unusual suspects. The unusual <laughs> suspects. Ah. Uh huh. And I kept on being like, "Ooh, they're unusual. They're unusual." <laughs> you one might even say supernatural. <laughs> and then I kept going through it, and then I saw that in quotes the usual suspects, and I was like, "Wait." Hmm. <laughs> and, and then I was like, "Ah," and I scratched at the end. Oh, <laughs> Our writer today is Catherine Humphreys, who has written for us before, okay, and will write for us for the next couple seasons. She's a writer, seasons one through four. She co-wrote Dead Man's Blood, ah, which yeah. won our uh, episode of season one. I I trust you. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and that it was our won, favorite. Yeah, it won our favorite in the bracket. Great. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm sure, though. I trust you. You're like, it, you're I like, know it, it did. I was like, bugs. I knew. I, I was. I was I'm, I'm, in my mind, it's always bugs. bugs. No. <laughs> but bugs was the best one of season one. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Am I trying to make people mad with that statement? Maybe. Maybe. Email us. <laughs> and we'll continue to write for seasons one through four. Of course, the her co-writer on Dead Man's Blood was John Chabon. Yes. So, and I think they're. There, uh, I felt like there were some maybe influences in tone. Yeah. In his style of writing. But this, she has a, a solo credit today. Director Mike Roll. This is his first episode with us. He will continue to, to direct with us seasons two through seven. Okay. So we'll see, we'll see him again. And there were some interesting directorial choices in this episode. So all interesting things. This episode aired November 9th, 2006. And we have our our opening. We've got our standard dad wants us to pick up line at the beginning. Fire then. And the things they want us to remember going into this episode. The boys often do credit card fraud. They impersonate officers. Dean is suspected of murder, was suspected of murder and then presumed dead. And we, yes. we get some uh, scenes from Skin and talking about shapeshifters. We have, they use like pop culture references as covers. They have a lot of fake IDs and fake identities, multiple states, and they've impersonated everything from fraternity brothers to homeland security. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 
which like all this is like, well, this is a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I watched this intro. I'm like, the law is catching up to yeah. them, isn't it? Oh no! Oh no! This is gonna be a serious one. Just, uh, I'm in danger. <laughs> I'm in danger. I'm in danger. <laughs> uh, and the, that little intro ends with Dean's line: "How many chances am I gonna have to see my own funeral?" And it hit me again. Yeah, that that's a very sad line. Yeah. Oh boy. He almost had that chance at the mm. end of season, well, end of season one, beginning of season two. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Fire now. Fire. 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 <laughs> That's all we got is one percenters. Yeah. That's all yeah. we got. That's all we got. Just a bunch of them. We don't, we Hundreds don't, of one percenters. We don't, we don't have any, like, cultural touchstones like... This old house where they're yeah. like doing this 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 old DS9 station. <laughs> this old enterprise. Uh-huh. <laughs> we got the, the home improvement noise. We like. don't we don't use it really, do oh, we? Oh, you said this old house. My brain went to oh, home improvement. Home improvement. <laughs> Very different from this old different house. Different from this old house, but, but, but is a is a parody of this old house. That's right. This old house is the PBS show yeah. where they do home improvement. Boston man. But yeah. the but oh well the, the show Home Improvement is the sitcom the show he's on is Tool, tool Time, time. <laughs> yeah Tim the the Tool Tim Man Tool, tool man, man Taylor yeah which I've I, never even seen this show I I've seen have a few episodes a few, of it. a few episodes yeah it's okay. No. No, it's no. not. <laughs> I saw one. The, well, Tim Allen's not okay, no, he's so not. we don't need to. There, I saw, there was it's one a, episode that I saw that was, like, actually kind of serious. That was, like, and like an after-school special. <laughs> it probably, yeah, it probably was. Well, it was about gay people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it was an after-school after school special. special. Yeah. The Halloween one I saw was actually pretty funny. Yeah. They did, they did, like, they were throwing, like, a Halloween party at their house. I think okay. And it was just shenanigans. I think we yeah. watched that one together. Yeah. That one was, that one was okay. I, I think oh, that's yeah, the one. there was one about tragic masculine, or tragic. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's supernatural, is tragic masculinity. <laughs> Toxic masculinity. And, like, it was really good up until the very end. I don't remember. Wasn't it, like, uh, something like, uh, it's okay to cry, except it's not? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Basically, yeah. It's, like... Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, Tim Allen was, like, talking about how he was like, well, I mean, I've never really cried. Um, even when my dad died, I didn't think that much of it. And he was like, like, I was sad, but I didn't cry that much. And he was like, he was like, but I don't want my son to feel like he doesn't have to cry. And he was, but he was talking to his neighbor. The, yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, 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 that's the bit. He's talking to his neighbor. I we, do like we, that we never bit. get to see the neighbor because he's talking to him through the fence. You yeah. just, I think you see, like, the very top, top of his hat. hat. Like, you don't even really see his, his face or anything. But yeah, he, the, the fence is so high, he just talks to him through the fence. And he, his neighbor kind of hates him because he's always just like, hey, can I talk to you? Well, he's, the neighbor is there to offer sage advice. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point of the neighbor. And he was like, you know, I think you just gotta listen to your heart and yeah, tell your kid. And yeah, it was fine up until the very end when he was, yeah, I think he was like, okay, but just like, don't cry. Don't be, don't be stupid. Don't, yeah. Also, don't be a pussy. Yeah, don't, yeah. Be, don't be a pussy. <laughs> exactly. Be a man. Have you seen any of those TikToks? No, I don't think so. Uh, is that the Ford? The Ford? Kind of. Ford. Or it's that's like, what it feels like to drive a Ford no, F-150. No, it's, it's the guy that's like, where he's like, don't be such and such, be a man. But like the don't be something is always like really, really stupid and outlandish. And there's always guys like wheezing in the background because it's just, or he's like, he's like, don't hold him poop. Poop in your pants. Be a man. <laughs> 
guys like crying in the background. We're in Baltimore. Yes, they've told us that we are in Baltimore. They've told us, and I appreciate that. No. Yep. <laughs> oh man, am I going to share this piece of trivia? Oh jeez. What? Did you know that Hairspray, Shape of Water, and X Men yeah. take place all, all take place in Baltimore in the same year? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love the idea of the crossovers. Yeah. yeah, me too. Good morning, Baltimore. There's the Fishman fish who lives next door. <laughs> There, there's the, the teenage school that always explodes. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. They take place in the same year in the same town. <laughs> so we're in a precinct. <laughs> and I kept, for, for the first bit of this, I kept expecting them to do the two weeks later thing. Yes, yeah. me too. They we didn't. Never do it. This is a completely different, what, what we, this episode, what we very quickly realize, is a different genre. Yeah. yeah. This, or, I mean, it's, it is, Still a procedural. Supernatural is a procedural, but it's a this cop is cop procedural. This now. is a this is a cop procedural, and we the viewer are largely following the cops in the episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if this you know feels like you know kind of uh, kind of experimental mm-hmm. that they're you know t- t- trying out this different genre, a different look at a different look at the story. So yeah, we open in the up in this police precinct. It's busy. Everyone's walking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta love extras who are walking everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Picking up paper, moving Walk it around, answering phones. Walk with purpose. Walk with purpose. I'm gonna do a fax. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy on the phone we assume is some kind of detective. He's He goes over to the fax machine. Or, he looks like a fax machine, yeah. yeah. And pulls up a page and is like, He's on the phone. He's like, I gotta call you back. He's yeah, on the phone. He's like, yo, yeah, you know, possible IDs in three states that we know of. And he like, yeah, whatever he sees, he's like, oh, I gotta call you back. <laughs> and we see some back and forth between a scene of the, a SWAT team approaching a motel and something happening in, an, in a conversation in an interrogation room between this this detective guy and someone we can't see handcuffed to a table. We know who it is. Of course, we know who it is. <laughs> But they still are like, who is it? You don't know. You don't know what's happened. Oh. And this, you know, back it's and forth. Bobby. No. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen it in a while. No. I miss him. So we, if they do, they're doing this back and forth. Yeah, thing. the detective comes in and sits in the chair backwards. Cool, oh, well. cool guy. What a cool guy. What a, what a cool guy. I like him. No. No. Of course not. The SWAT team has a battering ram and they're they're all they're a little running overkill. up running up running up the stairs, running well, over to the to the door. The, no, the way that they did it. It was a lot of people for like yeah. one room. Well, think about this from their perspective too. And oh, that, yeah. and that's something I think we're going to re- return to throughout the episode is let's think about this from their perspective. These are serial killers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't know what they're going to find in there. A bomb? These guys are nuts. Who yeah, knows? Who knows what? Mm-hmm. Bomb doesn't really fit their MO. Yeah. But victims? We don't know. Like, like. Yeah. Th- think about this from their perspective. Like, this is a serious threat. So. I mean, I called in the commandos in skin. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, like, just a lead up to this. Yeah. So the, these guys are connected to murders and crime across the yeah. country. This is. And th- th- this is not something these cops should be handling. This is a federal case. 
This, yeah. This, yeah. this is where you call the FBI. If this, I don't know, if it had the same cool music that Skin did, then I think I would have liked it better. Yeah, the music choice in Skin was better. Yeah. I don't know who made that decision, the but it was good. The music choice in the lighting. Yeah, there, mm-hmm. there, there were some better, there, there was some, uh, yeah, the music choice helped sell the different genre of episode that Skin was. Yeah. This one, uh, I, I thought that like this one definitely felt like a different genre. Yeah. It felt more like a cop procedural, but you're you're right, the music choice in Skin really intensified that feeling. And I made it, I don't know. It was, it was intense. The opening was intense, yeah, of Skin. Yeah. This, this less so if it was a little bit more low-key and a little bit more somber, mm-hmm. almost. A little more, like, even though there was, like, a lot of action happening, it was felt, like, a little bit more slow. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were going for suspenseful. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to action. Yeah. But, so this cop guy, this cop guy is, um, you know, cool guy sitting backwards in the chair, and he's, like, you know, going through Dean's list of, well, you know, their list of crimes. <laughs> we know it's Dean. We know it's Dean. We know it's Dean. They're not telling us it's Dean. We know it's Dean. Going through their list of crimes, you know, credit card fraud, breaking and entering. This one puzzled me. Grave desecration. And then he, and he mentions he brings up St. Louis. He brings up that Dean is legally dead, yeah. <laughs> supposedly, and it's you know revealed that that this this guy is going to you know try to pin you know the what whatever ongoing case is happening. There was a murder. He's, gonna, he's pinning this murder on them, and he, it seems like he's putting together all of the puzzle pieces. He's mm-hmm. like he's like you know up until we, like we got this connection to St. Louis. Like I thought this was like a big step up for you. You I thought you were just like stepping up your game, big step up, credit card fraud to murder. But hey, listen, we just found out you've murdered before. This is you're a serial killer. Hooray for us! And you, he's doing the like the the you know menacing detective thing mm-hmm. and like gets right up close to to Dean and he's like like you like you know you'll never kill again Mwahaha. <laughs> and you know walks around Dean the SWAT team's got Sam in the motel room he just looks kind of like confused like what? oh Sam <laughs> yeah like oh hi guys oh, what are you doing here <laughs> what <laughs> what's going on and the, you know the camera you know go you know swings around Dean so that that like oh I didn't reveal it. oh it's Dean it's like well we knew it was Dean but my brain was like, so he was like, you'll never kill again. And then it cut to Sam. And my brain was like, oh, wait, do they think Sam was killing them? And I was like, wait, never mind. No, no. no. They, no. Ju- they, ju- no. they just cut them both. They just cut them both. And the look on Dean's face as he looks after the detective was interesting. He was doing a very similar facial expression to the shapeshifter killer Mm-hmm. in skin mm-hmm. on that opening when we caught him in profile in the light. Very similar facial expression. So I was like, are they going to, are they trying, are they, are we just doing the same thing again? Yeah. Where, 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 we, it's, where like, it's like, is Dean the murderer? Kind of, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> are we just doing this again? And then we get, you know, supernatural Ooh. theme fire. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where I expected it to say two, like, week, two weeks earlier or whatever. But no, we're still in the police station. Sam is looking out a window. <laughs> he, Sad boy hour. Sad boy. <laughs> yeah, he's waiting in the interrogation room and... She's in, like, a lot better situation than Dean. Well, yeah, because he's, he's not <laughs> he's not wanted for murder. Yeah. yeah he this wasn't is, found at a crime scene with holding the hand of a victim. Right. He, Sam is in, like, the interview interrogation room. Dean is in the interrogation interrogation room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the lady detective who we saw with the SWAT team walks in. We don't learn her name until no. later. Yeah. Well, what's her name? Because I don't remember. Diana. 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 Okay. Diana. Because mm-hmm. I don't think I wrote she's, it down. Because I don't think I learned it. <laughs> she's referred to in my notes 
mostly as either lady detective or I just have her as lady, <laughs> lady <laughs> or good cop. Yeah, <laughs> because we were just not told her name until much later. We're not told like anybody else's name no. until much later. We don't know who these people are. Is the other guy Pete? Yeah, the other guy is Pete. But again, we learned that much later. Yeah, very much later. Yeah, she comes in with coffee. Thought you might be thirsty. And Sam's like, yeah, okay, so you're the good cop. Where's that cop? <laughs> She's like, with your brother. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's with your brother. Smartass. <laughs> yeah. And this is where I'm like, oh, we've got a crime procedural on our hands, folks. Yep. Dun, dun. Give me your fucking money! <laughs> so the the detective starts in on the whole, you know, like, like, I know everything about you. Here's everything we know about the case. Trying to intimidate Sam into flipping on Dean. And Sam knows what's going on. Yeah. she And she knows Sam was in pre-law. So he's doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Law school, like, 101 is don't talk to cops. Yeah. But yeah. it's... So Sam knows not to do that, and he's doing a good job. But she runs down that, you know, everything she knows about him. And this acts as a good refresher for the audience. Like, it's like, hey... In case you missed season one, yeah, yeah. here's some things that happened. Here's some stuff about Sam. And it's all stuff that we know. But as she runs through the list, Sam's like, you know, where's, you know, what are you doing with Dean? She she tells him, like, he's going to be charged with murder. Yeah. Sam's like, murder? And she's like, okay, genuine surprise on your face. That's, don't know how that's possible because <laughs> you guys, like, live together yeah. in a car. But, you know, whatever. So in, ru- in running through this list, we got some we got some Jared acting mm-hmm. in this scene that I thought was pretty good. Yeah, he was doing some work over the course of this the the cop running down everything she knows about about the boys and trying to intimidate him. He physically moves away from her, like into the corner of the room, mm-hmm. leans against the wall, arms crossed, and kind of like just makes himself smaller, eyes downcast. He looks. But just like visibly uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, especially at the mention of of Jess. Of Jess, he, mm-hmm. he flinches when she says that. But when she pauses to give him room to respond, he sort of rallies and like decides on how to play this and starts in on his story. He you know pulls himself together. He you know his whole physicality changes. He grabs the chair and he sits backward. Yep. In the chair and goes in, you know, much more con, you know, go into that interaction more confidently. His, he has a line, she, his, his response to her, you know, bringing up Jess and him, you know, dropping off. But even, even after his, you know, tragic backstory, he did so well in school, but his girlfriend died and then he just dropped off the face of the earth. Sam was like, I needed some time off yeah. to deal. So I'm taking a road trip with my brother. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, how that, how's that going? And he has, he has <laughs> like a, a sort of conflicted, quiet moment uh-huh. where he's like, great. I mean, and it's like, well, it's like, it's not going great though, is it, bud? No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's really not going great. And he rallies himself and... He's like, he's like, we got to see the second largest ball of twine in the continental U.S. So awesome. And the cop brings up, she's like, they've got over a dozen possible hits on Dean's fingerprints at crime scenes across the country. Which is what I've been saying this whole time. They just go in without gloves. Stop touching things. Stop going into crime scenes and touching things. As we see you later. Dean. Dean literally. Dean and Sam 
stop touching and licking <laughs> things just, challenge. Just, yeah, he's just like, hmm, what's this? What is this? Hmm. Yeah, Dean and Sam stop stop touching and licking things challenge. <laughs> stop touching things. Dummies. And Sam points out, you know, these are possible hits. Possible is circumstantial, which is not admissible in court. And she's like, yeah. She, she, she starts in on like, okay, well, if you don't like know that your brother's a killer, maybe she can like shed no. enough doubt on she's like well if, if he's really doing this like with like sam if if your brother's really a killer without you knowing maybe she can shed enough doubt on him that sam flips is what she's trying to do right she's like yeah but with his prints everywhere it makes you wonder he might be a killer and she's like also if you know we found his prints everywhere where are yours he pounds his broken arm fist on the table i know which was weird that was very weird especially <laughs> and goes, like, you be sure to let me know, all right? Especially knowing his arm is really broken. broken. What are you doing, bud? Bam. <laughs> <laughs> what was like, that? <laughs> what was that? That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I think he must have done that and been like, oh, shoot, I forgot. I forgot my arm is broken. I don't, that was weird. That yeah. was real weird, bud. And he's like, may I? You know, he, he takes the coffee. And like, like, no, Sam, that's how they get your DNA. Yeah. Ah. Uh... Have you ever seen a cop show? That's yeah. how they get your DNA. It's mm. like, can I get you a drink? I'll just take that cup. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Put it in a plastic bag. Be mm-hmm. very careful with it. Yeah, that's how they get your DNA. Well, then he with, should... Without, without your consent. He should hold on to the cup. Like, there's yeah. there's a whole... Like, a suit, like, like cops will follow you. Like, if you've got, like, a coffee cup and you throw it away, as soon as you throw it away, they'll go, they can go through the trash and take it for evidence. They don't need your consent to get your DNA. Throw the cup out the window. <laughs> <laughs> That's littering, sir. <laughs> That's a spelling. <laughs> you are hereby under arrest for. <laughs> so the detective lady is like, Sam, you seem like a good kid. It's not your fault that Dean's your brother. Oh, the side eye he gives her. Mm-hmm. He's like, bitch. <laughs> Just like, like, ma'am. I got like I know you like you don't know the true story and like all that's going on, but tr- but any attempt to get between them, mm-hmm. that's it's it's a that's a hard thing to do anyway. But being like, well, it's not your fault. He's he's your brother. Like, oh well, you just that's not how you do that. No, nope. that's not how you're gonna get through to him. Like you just ruined any chances you had of mm-hmm. trying to be like good with him. Yeah, I saw, she's like, you know, right now detectives in St. Louis are exhuming a corpse trying to figure out how he faked his own death after torturing all those young women. Dean's a bad guy. His life is over. And yours doesn't have to be. And Sam's like, you you want me to turn on my own brother? He's like, no, we don't need you to turn on him. We caught him at the crime scene. With literal blood on his hands. L- literally. <laughs> literally blood on his hands. We want you to fill in the missing pieces. He's like, why Why would I do that? And again, his physicality is changing. It looks like he's sort of falling in on himself like, oh, geez, they've really got a lot on us. And she seems like she's picked up on that change in physicality and is like yes this is what i want she's like she's like yes i'm gonna get him to say something and she's she offers sam a deal she's like i've got it you know i've got a good thing going on with the da we can get you a deal if, you know but dean's as good as gone so sam starts talking and at first we're like is he is he flipping on dean like what's, yeah. like what's going on yeah like, why are you why are you telling you know not to talk to cops yeah and he starts in on, he's like, there's this other guy, Tony Giles, and he's, and John were old friends in the, in the service. Sam and Dean knew this guy since they were kids, so they came as soon as they heard about his death. Which, like, it's possible, but weird that we've never heard, yeah. heard about this guy before because they have no support network and John has no friends. Mm-hmm. It's possible, like, 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 at first it's like, well, it's, I suppose that's possible, but we don't know that John is 
stayed in touch with any of his old army buddies. Yeah. So, the, but but it's of course refuted in the very next scene, which is a flashback to the very start of the case. Sam and Dean are at a coffee shop, and they see an article in the paper about this guy, Anthony Giles. Yep. And the article is titled "Man's Throat Slit Without a Trace." Sam comes over with coffee, and he's like, "Who's Anthony Giles?" <laughs> like, yeah, a Baltimore well, lawyer. It's like you guys have just lied. Like, Great. So, what this introduces into this episode that's already very different from our our standard Supernatural episode is one of my favorite, favorite things in media is unreliable narration. Yeah. I love it. It's so... It fascinates me, the, the theme of unreliable narration. And it is... Uh, the, that that theme is, you know, throughout the, throughout the episode. It's, you know, ju- from Sam telling you know, a different version of events from what happened. The episode itself being a completely different genre to tone, that there's some question as to the reliability of what's happening in the episode itself. Unreliable narration is a theme in a number of Supernatural episodes, but in Supernatural as a whole. And like who is who is in charge of the narrative is a theme in this show in general. Mm-hmm. So, so that, and that's all fascinating to me and I love it. Some of my other favorite shows and storylines have themes of unreliable narration. Deep Space Nine, Garrick. Mm-hmm. Garrick. One of my favorite characters ever. His, his whole character is based on unreliable narration. The the book, the memoir that Andrew Robinson, who played Garrick, wrote in character, mm-hmm. in the first couple pages you catch him in a lie. Something like, like a contradiction that we something we know is not true. Yeah. So it's like how can I believe anything else it's, you say? It's so good. MASH. For MASH to work, a lot of it is based on unreliable narration. It's, you know, war stories. Yeah. It's, I, oh man, I, lo- I love that. I love it as a theme. It's so fascinating because, so like, 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 even like, so you can't believe like the facts of the story, but also what we're seeing here is, uh, you know, this flashback to contrast with the story that Sam is telling this detective, right? This is Sam's memory of events that he's drawing on to tell to tell this fabrication. So this is how Sam remembers it, not necessarily how it happened, which is interesting because Dean reads very differently to me in the flashbacks than Mm -hmm. he does in some of the other Deans we've seen so far Mm -hmm. in the show. There's some things he's doing that are heightened, exaggerated, which Mm -hmm. I think think which, which which you know feels very like this is how Sam sees Dean rather than how we as the audience are used to seeing him or how Dean is so what we see is you know Dean's reading this paper and they they go over this case like there's this weird case guy has his throat slit no killer nothing showing up on cameras no DNA no prints either someone tampered with the tapes or it's an invisible killer and Dean you know ever cocky and confident my favorite kind when he calls Sam Scully and Sam's so like I'm not Scully, Scully you're Scully, Scully. tosses the newspaper back at Dean and he's like no I'm Mulder you're a redheaded woman and it's it's it is a, a conceivably Dean line but it's just a little bit heightened. Yeah. Back in the interrogation room, Sam's still telling this story. Yeah, so Dean couldn't have killed Tony because we weren't in town at the time. That's when we went to see Karen. She was barely holding it together. We just wanted to be there for her, you know? 
So the flashback to Karen's house. The boys are posing as insurance men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's crying. Karen's there. She's crying. She's overwhelmed. She's like, she's like, hadn't even thought about insurance. And Sam's like, well, we're sorry to bother you at such a difficult time, but um, our company really needs to run its own investigation. And then, the, you know, they interview Karen and ask her if, the, if, the, if she can run them through, you know, what happened. Tony had to work late. And he missed dinner because he was having problems with his computer. And then that was it. She has no idea who could have been responsible. And then Dean leans in and asks if he mentioned anything strange or unusual. It's like, you know, Karen, weird. Yeah. Anything unusual. Unusual? Yes. Like strange. Strange? You know, Karen, weird. (laughs) Weird noises, visions, anything like that. I'm like, Dean is getting too into this. Yes. Which is like, this is how Sam sees... Dean in a situation like this where yeah. it's, it's like, oh, Dean pushes too hard. Yeah. He always goes too far. And then, and they have this little exchange where Sam's like, like, looks at him like, like, come on, come Dean. On, Dean. And Dean looks like he's like, huh? What? what? And, and Sam then, then gives like a sympathetic look to, look, look. To, to Karen. Yeah. So how accurate that is. Yeah. Like, okay, Sam, <laughs> you're there, you're there, you're so sympathetic to her. Mm-hmm. And Dean's making, uh, being embarrassing. Yep. <laughs> that reads much more to me than, like, you know, rather than this is what happened. This is what Sam remembers happening. I don't know if that's what they intended. They certainly don't touch on that. No. On the differences between those scenes, like, you know, directly. But that's what it's reading to me as, which is funny. <laughs> yeah, Dean being over eager and like, and he, like, the look on his face, like, he's like, he's like, like, leans in and he's mm-hmm. like, you know, weird. are there ghosts? Have you seen ghosts? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, strange, weird, unusual. Are, are you picking up what I'm putting down, Karen? <laughs> are you winning, son? <laughs> and Sam's like, Dean, you're so embarrassing. <laughs> Can't you see she's in distress? You can't, like, you and your lack of social cues. I will be sympathetic. (laughs) Karen does say that Tony had a nightmare before he died, and she said that he woke up in the middle of the night and there was a woman standing at the foot of their bed. He blinked and she was gone. It was just a nightmare. And Dean's like, what did she look like? And again, he's like, he's being, he's being weird. Yes. She's like, what does it matter what no, she looked like? What the hell man difference does it make what he's she looked like, like? He's like? Our company is very, very thorough. thorough. He comes off creepy. Yeah. Like, like this weird overeager, like, insurance man. Thing. Yeah, and so she just gives the description that Tony gave her. It was a vision of a woman who was pale and with uh, dark red eyes. And I'm just like, Dean? And it comes off as, like, weird and eager. And if they weren't trying to do, like, an an interesting thing with unreliable narration here, were they trying to, were they trying to do the thing in Skin where it's like, oh, maybe Dean is the killer by making him seem weird and creepy and eager? I don't know. I feel like that wouldn't work. It it doesn't. it doesn't work, but I'm yeah. not. I don't know what they were trying to do. No, I don't know with this because with that because other than I think it's just it could be just be another example of Dean's charisma getting in the way. <laughs> Dean's lack, lack of, charisma, of charisma, charisma getting in the way. Yeah, Dean's negative charisma. Dean, Dean trying yeah. to use charisma. Yeah, and re- and then looking back down at his character sheet and like, oh, oh man, it's oh, realizing me. that. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh man. man. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Rolls. Okay, what do I add to this? Negative oh, one. shoot. <laughs> That's right. Again. <laughs> yeah, so, but, like, what I'm getting from this is this is 
Sam's memory of events and his perception of Dean. So back at the police station, Sam is again telling him the story. Yeah, so I told Karen to call if she needed anything. I gave her a hug. Um, gave her a hug. And, <laughs> and the detective's like, listen, a witness placed you at Tony's office. Saw you breaking in. It's like, yeah, we went to his office because she wanted a picture of... Husband. Husband. Hu- Tony was her husband. Yeah, Tony. Tony. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, so Karen asked us to go get some stuff for her because, you know, we're such good friends. And the police weren't letting her in the office. Like, and I know it was wrong to break into a crime scene. But she but gave us the key. And the next thing we see in the flashback is Dean picking the lock. Yep. <laughs> she gave us the key. So they begin to investigate. We see the, the blood on the floor where Tony was murdered. Murder. <gasps> Judas. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> um... And, you know, the boys... Fingerprints everywhere. They start touching stuff. They start. They sit down at the desk. They start touching the desk. Like, they start mm, going through files. Mm, um, fingerprints everywhere. We learn that Tony, his neck was slit so deeply that his spinal cord was visible. <gasps> yeah. They uh, find some paper on the desk that has... It looks like one of those, like, printer test pages. Yeah. Um, except all of the words on it are... It's just a big block of text that says Dana Schultz over and over and over and over. Yeah. You're like, what's that? A name? I don't know, but it's everywhere. It pulls up another page. There's more of it. Like, all work, no play makes Jack a dull boy. And he sort of laughs to, <laughs> dude, laughs to himself. It, it, he's made that joke before. Yes, he has. Which is another example of how Sam sees him just using his same jokes over and over. Or... And, and uh, communicating through pop culture references. Yeah. yeah. And like, <laughs> I'm so funny. <laughs> and Sam, And then Sam gets in a good little eye roll. Like, it's like... <laughs> This, this is not their usual interaction. Yet, yes, Dean makes pop culture references, and yes, Sam gets exasperated with mean, them. that was them, honestly but it was, the reaction that they had in Asylum. Yeah, but it but it's like, this is how Sam sees Dean. He's like, let my man Jack. Yeah. Jack. That whole episode was super exaggerated, too, because Dean was super uncomfortable yeah. with, like, he that he was playing up his humor because he was really sad. And Sam yeah. was like, I don't know, I just get, like, vibes. <laughs> also, Sam was just vibes that episode. Yeah. Just, just vibing. Get, like, vibes. Just vibing. Just vibing. <laughs> Sam sees the words Dana Schultz, like, fingerprint marked on the underside of the glass desk tabletop, and he, like, breathes on it to reveal it. He's yeah. like, whoa. It's like, well, this is weird. So then they spend the night. We don't know how long they're in there. Yeah, they spend some amount of time in this office going through files and stuff, looking for any information on Dana Schultz. They're like, no, nothing, not a zip, no D. Schultz, no nothing. Yeah, Dean, in the next scene, some amount of time has passed. Dean is frustrated. And again, his his behavior here seems a little exaggerated and, you know, frustrated. He drops in a friggin'. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, there's not a single mention of a Dana Schultz anywhere, not a D Schultz or any other kind of sh- friggin' Schultz. <laughs> He's like, Rah! and, you know, big arm motioning, slams a drawer. Yeah. Sam is like, no, Dana Schultz has ever lived or died in Baltimore in the last 50 years, at least. But he's pretty close to cracking Giles' password. So maybe there's uh, something in his personal files. And Dean's like, by how cl- by close, you mean what? <laughs> Sam's like, 30 minutes. He's like, oh, awesome. Great. I'm just going to hang out then, I guess. <laughs> yeah. See, he does it. He like does it. He's like, awesome. Walks around the room a little bit. Plops down in the chair. Guess I'll just hang out. Awesome. And he's he- like, he gets like two seconds into waiting for Sam before yep. he starts making noises with his mouth. Little starts tongue clicking his tongue, and then he <laughs> makes this weird noise through his teeth and cheeks. Yeah, it's like 
Yeah, yes, let's all do it very loud for the microphone, which is going to sound great. <laughs> and so I was like, dude, seriously? Like, oh. And again, like we've th- we've not really seen this behavior from Dean before. No, no we haven't. This, this feels is, more like Jensen. <laughs> this feels like Jensen being goofy yeah, and, and annoying. Yeah. It also feels like this is how Sam sees Dean. As oh, you're so immature. You're so immature. Uh, I'm oh doing God. the work. I'm, I'm doing important computer <laughs> things, clickety clack. Tapity tap tap tap. Tapity tap tap tap. I'm so smart, I'm cracking a password on the computer. I'm in the Which is probably just password one. <laughs> A clickety clack on the computer, and you—he's so—he's so impulsive and impatient, and he can't even wait five minutes for me to crack this password. So he's gonna sit there and make annoying mouth noises like an older brother. Oh, I'm so, I'm so oh. exasperated with him. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he gets up. He's like, I'm gonna go talk to Karen again, see if she knows anything about this Dana Schultz. And he uh, flashes his flashlight at Sam. He's like, Keep going, Sparky. Yeah. It it feels very you know goofy, Big Brother. But also, like, this bitch has ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, I can't sit still for 10 seconds. I'm just going to bop around. It's (laughs) I've got boy sitting still disease. I've got boy sitting still disease. (laughs) So we're back with Sam and our lady detective. I don't know why, but maybe it was the way that the lady was just, like, acting. Like, her acting. You didn't like it? I didn't like it. I don't. I didn't like it. The way that she was like, God damn it, boom. She smacks the table. She's like, why? What they're doing is a police show. Yeah. They're doing a police show. But like, he was just telling his story. He's like, so then Dean, when he's like, okay, I'm going to go check up on Sarah. Okay, goodbye. And then she's like, and then that was Who's Sarah? Um... Karen. 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 I keep on doing that. Like, Different gonna, person. I'm going to go check up on Karen. And then she's like, smacks the table. She's like, oh, who are you? That's not what she says, I think, but no, that's not what she says. Who are you? <laughs> uh, she's like, you know, why didn't you go with him? Um, he's like because I was, I, was like, I don't know I just went back to the motel but how did you know I was there yeah. um, she was like we found the motel matchbook on your brother when we arrested him she's like you were with Dean the whole time you were in Baltimore why separate now because it was your brother left to go murder Karen bam bam <laughs> she's, and she's like I heard the 911 call she was terrified someone was in the house that, um, that's uh, so, so then we have a flashback to Karen's house at night. Karen has been uh, crying on the couch. She's got a box of tissues. And a shadow passes through the foreground of the shot, startling her. Yeah, she sees it. She sees something. She takes her glasses off to look. And it, and they show us that she can't see without her glasses. And she's like, <laughs> ah, it was nothing. It was nothing but a blurry room. <laughs> and, Puts and she, her glasses back on. And it's a ghost. <gasps> Sees the pale lady in, like, or behind the glass in the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, she turns on the light, and the lady's gone. She gets up. She's very scared. Her reactions in this scene are some of the most reasonable we've seen from mm-hmm. people who see ghosts. Yes. She's very scared, and she leaves the room and goes to a place she hopes is safe, which is, you know, her bedroom, like, her bedroom, I think? Yeah. Or upstairs office or something? Yeah, bedroom, I think. Where she can get to it. She shuts and locks the door, and she gets to a phone, and she calls 911. Mm-hmm. She's doing everything she should, so mm-hmm. she's doing her best. Yeah, but then she opens the door. Well, she opens mm-hmm. her closet. She goes door. to the closet when, okay. like once the power goes out because she gets the nine one one call in before the the power and the phones go dead. Yeah, she gives her address, and then there's a dial tone, and the lights are flickering. 
And then the printer starts printing. So this is a 2006 printer, which does yeah. work different from some printers. More modern printers work differently. But the, the, yeah, no, this is a, this is a, it's a printer. Mm-hmm. Fax machines, our, our, our printer here can do, can, faxes. can do faxes if we were to hook it up to a phone line. Do you know how faxes work? Yeah, kind of. Not really. No. It's like a machine that's hooked up to a phone so that you can call it by punching in the phone number and send it a document. Basically, you, you it's take... Like, you email, take, but yes, not. <laughs> yeah, it's email, but through the phone line. So you basically you're sending a picture through. This is going to sound wild to anyone who who doesn't know how landlines work. You're sending a picture through your phone, <laughs> which, but not digitally. It's you mm-hmm. are you are the 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 printer is sends the information like like sends it like in binary takes a scan of the image sends the information through the phone lines. It gets to the printer because you called the phone number of the printer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the printer gets the information, and instead of, like, leaving a message or something, it prints, it prints out. out a piece of for paper second, with that information on it. For a second, it. I thought you were saying hooking it up to the phone line. I was like, and I was like, how? Trying to figure out, I was like, how do you put in a picture into the phone, into the landline? I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I was like, that. how does that work? But no, you put in it in, into the actual printer, and then it goes through the phone. Yeah, the printer scans it, mm-hmm. takes that information, calls the li- a, f- a phone, sends the information to the phone, and rather than it coming out as like a voice message or something like that, it prints out of, a- of another printer. Yeah, it, like it, in, it, when you like, like in um, Parent Trap. trap. <laughs> yeah, yes, that was, that was a picture of the dog. That, that was a fax. It is a wild idea, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you can... <laughs> which which doesn't sound like it's like well yeah you can send pictures with your phone <laughs> it's like, no it's no like no like Very different different it's different though that you can send a picture it's like well yeah you can send pictures with your phone through the air <laughs> <laughs> you know just you know through the air technology is wild yeah can't think about it too hard no mm. i'm not gonna do that anymore we're gonna keep talking about the episode yeah mm. so the printer starts printing this dana schulps over and over and over she opens her closet door, goes in, and gets her flashlight. Again, a smart move. She's like, the yeah. power's out, the printer's acting weird, don't know what's going on, but I can't see, so we're gonna get a flashlight. And she turns around, and it's the pale lady. Mm. Like, well, you done got got. Good try, lady. Yeah. She she really tried. She really tried. Next scene. Dean is knocking on Karen's front door. It's like, Karen, you there? We don't know how long he was knocking on the door. Mm. No. If he was only knocking for as long as we saw him... He did not wait at all, and he just broke into our house. <laughs> yeah. I think we have to assume that he's been knocking for a little while, and she's not responding to him calling out to her. And he has reason to believe that other, she's in other, danger. Otherwise, right. Because otherwise, he just he's just like, knocks once, says, Karen, and then just picks, picks the lock. lock and goes in. Which is, he's also, the last time she saw him, and who she knows him as... Is the insurance guy. Is the insurance guy. He is not in his insurance suit. No. He's in his regular street clothes. His and regular, it's like in the middle of the night. And it's in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> not a good... <laughs> Although, with the way it's lit, I'm not sure when it is. No. No idea. The way the previous scene where we saw Sam and Dean was lit, it looked like they'd been there all night and it was now morning. Oh. Right. So it now, was... so it looks like it's now morning, like the following morning that he's finding her body. Yeah. When he goes into the house. But it, that means she called 911 late at night and it took all night for the police to get there. Yeah. 
I'm not I sure of the timeline of events. No. Because you'd think that that could also clear Dean's name. I wish they would run mm-hmm. through the, timeline the timeline of the timeline of of the body. Yeah. That would be so helpful if they would like run us through the timeline. Yeah, they they would they don't. Yeah, um, they don't. <laughs> but there seems to be some something weird going on with I'm not sure what time it is. So, but the regardless, the last time she saw him, he was an insurance man and now he's just some guy breaking into her house. Yeah. I'm not sure what what was the plan what, what, there. I'm not sure what the plan was. He tries to turn the lights on, but they don't work. He starts going upstairs and his so here this this flashback here. This is something that happened to Dean. Right. Sam doesn't know this part, so he's not telling this part of the story. Who's telling this part of the story? This this flashback. The the next scene, the next scene that we see is of Dean's interrogation room. Oh yeah. So is he, are we supposed to think that he's telling this? So Dean's telling this part of the story, and I noticed Dean is much more subdued. Mm-hmm. He is much calmer and very like carefully. He calls out for Karen and then very carefully and quietly picks the lock, silently checks the power, and very serious and like analytical. Like he like his eyes are scanning the room and he quietly goes to the stairs. He's in hunter mode. Mm-hmm. This is a very different energy from the scene yeah. that we previously saw him with Sam. Mm-hmm. So Dean's telling this version. This is what Dean remembers him doing. He goes up the stairs. Everything is very quiet. He finds her room. The door is partially ajar. He op- The door is partially ajar already. Mm-hmm. She closed and locked it. She did. So that's interesting. Yeah. Carefully opens the door. He finds her lying dead on the floor in a pool of blood. Her throat slit. He has a very soft, oh God, sees the paper on the printer with the Dana Schultz. Of course he He's like, picks seriously. it up. Yeah, of course he picks it up. Picks it and up. touches the printer. Touches the printer, pick, touches the paper. He's like, seriously, what the hell? And then he notices the, bru- the bruises on her wrists. Mm-hmm. And then he, t- he touches her. her body. He picks up her hand and, I'm like, this and is a looks thing. at it. He, she's, he's got her blood on him and his prints on her. And it was very, like, the way that they showed the shot, it was very like, and there's blood on his hands. Yes. Like, it, it was like, very to show you that his finger like, his fingers were covered in blood at that point. Yeah. And the cops are in. Yeah, we hear a <laughs> click of a gun behind him, and the cops are there. They want his hands on his head. Freeze. Stay on your knees. Hands where I can see them. Cuff him. And they get him, and, and Dean's like, ah. Yeah, he can't it's even like, say oh. anything at that She's point. Like, He's like, ah, 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 I can't. I, well, this is bad. It's like, well, <laughs> well, shit. Well, shit. Then our next scene is it, you know, of Dean's interrogation uh, out out in the um observation room of Dean's interrogation room. The uh the guy detective is is watching Dean very seriously, and Pete? the lady detective comes in. Pete. Yeah, Pete. Pete. Is this where we learn their names? No, not yet. Not even yet. No, there's there's still just guy detective and lady, lady detective yeah. in my notes. Yep, and. They're, you know, they sort of uh, brief each other on their their simultaneous investigations. Nothing but wise-ass remarks from Dean. And Sam's story matches Dean's to the last detail. We know it's all, it's a lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we so also... Lucky that they're both lying the same way? Yeah, about that one guy? Yes and no. I think... What this is, what what this is showing us, and then they'll they, they'll show us that side by sides. Well, they don't actually split the screen, but you know, back and forth scene between Dean and Sam running the case down in their interrogation rooms. Mm-hmm. They are so in sync at this point as hunt as a hunting partnership. Mm-hmm. Their backup plans for how to find each other when they get separated. Mm-hmm. Their code their code phrases to each other in their notes. They that this is showing us something that we haven't really seen yet mm-hmm. is the prep that goes into a hunt and how to like their cover stories. So that whole like subdued act was an act from Sam. 
they they went into this thing prepped. They know how to handle themselves if they if they get caught. And this is we're, we're seeing Sam and Dean from this outside perspective, which is you know the cops. These guys are good. These these guys are prepared for law enforcement. And the lady cops like like we really need Sam to flip because all all they have is circumstantial evidence. There's no murder weapon. There's and no motive. There's no motive. Like what was he doing? Uh, the, and the guy cops like this is where we learn her name yeah. is Diana because yeah. he puts. His hand yeah, on this her was chin. So weird. This was so weird. I didn't. I didn't like it. And it's like goes, Diana. Do you, do you have, have reasonable doubt? doubt? And, and she, he moves his hand away when somebody comes around the corner. I'm like, it oh. was so weird. It's very weird. I and mm. I don't know. So obviously, what's happening is they have a secret romance. Yes. <laughs> And what what has happened is we've left our you know home genre of supernatural and gone to Long this order. other cop show that that this this cop show in progress that that we don't know about yeah that, that is that has gotten <laughs> with characters that we don't get introduced <laughs> to with, with characters we don't get introduced to with characters we don't care about yeah really and the, and we yeah, for, for this you know <laughs> special crossover episode of a show that doesn't exist yeah and they have like obviously have like a whole other storyline thing that's going on over there yeah because we we haven't seen this other show and we don't know or care about these other characters it's very weird that we get this romance scene yeah Yeah. i didn't like it and the tone is super weird especially since yeah the whole tone of this episode is supposed to be dark and gritty and like a dark gritty cop show they're like in the back hallways and he's like do you have any reasonable doubt and he puts like his thumb yeah he does like the thumb under the chin to to make her look up at him it's gross and creepy and her interactions with him feel weird to me yeah um her interactions with like okay so they're crime fighting partners she seems like a cop who has been around before yeah Mm -hmm. in her interactions with him she's interacting with him she's behaving almost like she's like a rookie Mm -hmm. like she's going she's like what do we do yeah, she's turning to him, and 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 have like, you see, and have you heard uh, or seen that video of Reese, Reese Witherspoon? That's like, she's like, I kid you not. There's this one line that when you hear it, you will never be able to be the same. You'll hear it over and over and over again. Always a woman saying it. Oh yeah, man. it's like the what should we do? The a woman always turning to a man and going, What are we gonna do? Or what should we do? Yeah, literally every yeah. single time. And she's and it, like, It's like she's like, it never happened in real life. <laughs> Yeah, I never turn to a man and ask him, what what are we we going to do? She's like, that's how I know the script was written by a guy. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what's happening here. And, like, the whole, their whole interaction, like, like, apart from him, this cop Diana, who we've only just now learned her name, is, seems like her own capable cop doing her own investigation. As soon as she interacts with this other guy, who was... like she defers responsibility. Yeah, yeah, completely. And behaves as if she is a rookie and doesn't know, doesn't know how how to, she's like, well, where's the murder weapon? What do we do? Well, I don't know. And he's like, and then he, and she's like, I don't know what to do. Which is when he grabs, like, holds her chin and makes her look, makes her look up at him in like a Uh, weird romantic tension thing. But also power dynamic. But also power dynamic. And he, and his tone is very patronizing. Mm-hmm. I don't like it one nope. bit. Mm-mm. And he's he like you know very his, you know very patronizing tone. We keep we keep leaning on these guys. 
until one of them tumbles. And he's like, don't forget about St. Louis. He's like, I'm telling you, this Dean guy is our guy. And then, you know, they, they continue on their walk and talk. And we learn that Tony Giles was a friend of this cop. And he's trying to wrap up this case quickly. And he was, you know, involved with a lot of criminal types because he was a defense attorney. And so our, our lady cop, Diana doesn't seem sure like like obviously sam and dean have some weird stuff going on but doesn't seem sure that dean's D- dean's the, the the one who did this because yeah. they don't have all the evidence they need and this other this other cop is like no we're gonna nail it for no. it yeah and then she, she's like okay well i guess let's go go back to it and he's like no 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 let let, let, let them sit for a bit he leans against a vending machine <laughs> he's like come here Mm. And they, like, kiss. And then she walks away. She gives him, like, a weird, like, little, like, look like. Like, like, like a little look. And then she walks away and he looks after her. And I'm like, I, there, there are, I think the two big problems with this whole scene, the two problems I I see are the weird patronizing power dynamic tone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like the, what are we going to do? This is a scene from a cop show we don't watch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And so we we, know nothing about them. We, and so we don't know anything about the characters and we do not care about them at all. (laughs) Yep. So this whole scene, pointless. Yeah. (laughs) Meaningless. I mean, this scene means nothing to me. I feel like I'm like, it's like watching an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be invested I, in this at all. I don't, I don't go that. here. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't even go, go here. here. She doesn't even go here. I don't, I, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to show us like a, they're, they're trying to do like a cop show in this universe where like this, this is how re- regular people see these guys. This is how regular cops interact with these guys. They're trying to show us another side of the story. Back in the uh, interrogating room, Dean Dean and Sam, we get we get these some back and forth shots of the two of them working the case. Dean is working it through in his head. Sam's got the scrap of paper and a pen. Dean Dean's starting to think. Dana Schultz. They're they're both going like Dana Schultz. Dana, Dana Schultz. Dana Schultz. Dean's like maybe it's not a name. <laughs> maybe it's not a name. <laughs> and Sam's like, well, maybe it's an anagram. Almost as if they are in conversation with one another because they are so in sync as a hunting pair. In sync. They yeah. they are so in sync. <laughs> <laughs> What's an NSYNC no. song? Back. Is it? No. Oh, that's Backstreet Boys. Is it? No. No. Which one's Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. No, is that's that Backstreet Back. All right. I think that's what you're thinking. Oh, okay. Then is, is Bye, 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 NSYNC? No lie, baby. Bye, bye, bye. NSYNC or is that Backstreet Boys? Is bye, bye, bye. Is NSYNC the one with Justin Timberlake? D- like, that's, yeah. that's, 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 it's, it's gonna be May. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be May. <laughs> Is it is it by B I or by B Y E? Yeah, I think it's B Y E. B Y E. Yeah, it's by NSYNC. Okay. Yeah, because I was like with the puppet strings. What what yeah. what what years was NSYNC? Two thousand five. Oh. How that? Oh, oh. that was very current for this show. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. I remember getting Britney Spears and NSYNC hit clips. Yeah. Do you remember hit clips? I miss hit clips. You do? A little bit. <laughs> hit clips? Hit clips. Do, do you know what hit clips are? I don't. It's like, uh, it it was, how do I describe hit clips? It was like, the idea was you had this little device that could play music mm-hmm. from these little cartridges. Oh, wait, I do know what it is. And, but it was one song per cartridge mm-hmm. and they were like the top 40 hits. Yes. So you had, you know, these hits that were cartridges that would go in this little music player and they were on like a keychain, mm-hmm. like, yeah. like, like with like a carabiner clip. Yes. So they were hits 
hit clips mm-hmm. and you would like clip them to your belt and they were so they were combination music player and accessory mm-hmm. and uh you could trade because they because they were physical songs you could you know collect them and trade them with your friends so that you could expand your collection and you could share them and you know there was some status symbol with like who had more Mm-hmm. of the hits on their hit clips and you'd get them at places like McDonald's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in Happy Meals. And so they were somewhere between, you know, the cassette, t- the idea of like a, the cassette tape Walkman. So you have, you know, a collection of cassette tapes, which is a more, this was, you know, like the kids version of that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the Walkman that was a CD player that never really worked because if no, you tilted it sideways, it. It, it, it if you moved it at all, suddenly, it, 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 you know, it scratched the CDs and it never really worked right. The whole portability of the cassette Walkman was lost with the CD Walkman. So it sort of like filled that niche for kids. Mm-hmm. And there was like, you know, they, they were brightly colored and there was the collectability aspect. I miss them a little bit. <laughs> Did you see the TikTok I sent you with the Barbie thing? Yes. The Barbie yes. clothes thing? <laughs> the for, yeah, Barbie the, fashion. Yes, the yes. Barbie fashion thing. Yep. You I loved that? that little piece of pink fabric. And the, 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 little, the little blue, the blue the sequins blue, one. Blue sequins, yep. Oh, man. Oh, boy. So many memories. Oh, man. Yeah, that... That, that blue, Barbie clothes maker. Yeah, and yeah. That, that specific blue sequin yeah. fabric. It was a very specific fabric swatch. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, my, I, I remember the pink one the best. That was my favorite one. Yeah. yeah. And, like... And you could make, like, a tiny, like, and the fact like, that it would, like dress out of it. One. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that it would sometimes get, like, stuck under the arm. Yeah, yeah. and in the video, it, <laughs> it showed, got, like, yeah, the little, little corner by, by her wrist. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> man, that was, like, memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. A guy comes into the room with Dean, introduces himself as Jeff Kraus with the public defender's office. And like, yeah, like, yeah, this guy looks like a public defender. He does. <laughs> I'm, I'm your lawyer. And Dean's like, like, oh, God, I'm saved. <laughs> and he asks if he could steal a, a piece of paper and a pen. And the guy's like, yeah, sure. And then Dean starts going to town working on this anagram thing as Jeff is running down, you know, how this works. He's like, they the, didn't the, find a weapon on that, you. That's, that's good. good. They, but your hands were covered in her blood. And, so they, and they found you there. That's bad. That, yeah, <laughs> that is not good. And he's like, and with your police record, <laughs> uh, he's like, Mr. Winchester, what are you doing? doing? <laughs> he's like, anagram. Is he good? Dean is not paying any attention to this guy. And in most media where I have seen a public defender, no the sort does. of hapless guy who's yeah. got too many cases is is, okay. is always saddled with this guy yeah. who's who's not taking this seriously or who's, you know, doing other stuff. And it's like, oh man, poor Jeff. Yeah. So Dean is like, can you do me a favor? See if you recognize any of these words, like local names, places, anything like that on this list of the anagram that he's worked okay, out. It's like- he's like, like, do you understand how serious these charges are? It's like, like yes. you could be facing the death penalty. It's like, yeah. like, I'm handcuffed to the table. Yeah, I got it. Humor me. And so he's like, okay. And he looks at it and he's like, well, I don't know what the letters S-U-P mean, but Ashland is a street name not far from here. So Yep. Okay. Sup, Ashland. <laughs> and when he... <laughs> When he, he's like, do you realize that this could be the death penalty for you? Dean's like, yeah, thank you for the law review, Matlock. So the death penalty, is it still a thing in some... In some states, yeah. But yeah. like, which... So they're in This is Maryland. Maryland. Is I it, don't believe there's the death penalty in Maryland. But later they are trying to extradite him to St. Louis, Missouri, where the, there uh, is the death penalty, which would be bad. Yeah. Yeah. Is it still a thing today? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. States. I think it's in Texas? No. 
I don't. 27 states with the death penalty. Jesus. Stephen got rid of the couch in the rocking chair. Really? Yeah. Where are you gonna... Where is he gonna sit? Yeah. On the one couch. Where are you gonna sit? Yeah. On the one couch. Where's anyone else? He's too many legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Grimsby, but... But what? Eight legs. Seven vaginas. Thanks, Grimsby. Okay, bye. Can you imagine? <laughs> Ariel needs legs. Ariel needs legs. It's an old Neil Cicierga video. Do you know him? This name sounds extremely familiar. He does a bunch of parody songs. Um, he he has a whole album called brought, like Mouth Sounds. I, I brought him up to you because the Adrian Brody song was uh, Brody Quest. <laughs> Yes. Anyway. Anyway. Dean's like, yeah, okay, whatever. For you know, for those who don't know, though, Matlock, the reference he's making, I think that's Andy Griffith. So okay. it's, like, it's a cop show yeah. that uh, Andy Griffith did after the Andy Griffith show. I've never seen Matlock. Is he a lawyer? Is that why? Criminal defense lawyer. Yeah, it's a it's it's a like hometown country lawyer guy. Yeah. The t- the type of thing that would be in reruns on on TV that Dean would have seen. But he's like, like the way to help me is to, and he hands Jeff a note. He's like, give this to my brother. Go help him. Out in the bullpen, Diane is entering police record stuff, and the name Dana Schultz starts appearing on screen over and over and over, and she can't do anything, and it's like, fills the entire screen, and then flashes back to normal. And Diana, like, looks around like, did anybody else see see that? that? But nope. Is that just me? Nope, just me. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in Sam's interrogation room, Jeff has given Sam the note, and the note says, Hiltz. It's a street, underlined. Ashland. McQueen. So two hilts from McQueen. It's a street, Ashland. And poor Jeff. He said, he's like, I hope that was meaningful, but I'd like to discuss your case now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and then Sam is like, sure thing, Matlock. And he's like, you guys are brothers. <laughs> wow. He starts to talk, but is interrupted by a knock at the door. This poor, this poor, this poor lawyer. lawyer. This poor lawyer. He can't get a word in edgewise. No. And it's Diana. And she's like, I need you in the interrogation room. And this guy's like, okay, let me get my, I gotta close my briefcase again. Pack up and go back over next door. Back in Dean's interrogation room, he's Dean, sitting opposite a camera, and the the guy cops like, You're, "He's gonna confess." And there's a whole crowd of people in the observation room watching this. And Jeff's Jeff sees this setup, and he's like, "Mr. Winchester, I would advise <laughs> I, I would advise against this strongly." Yep. <laughs> but Dean looks into the camera, and this scene specifically is the only thing I remember about this episode. Okay, this this is a famous scene. Dean's uh, delivery to the camera. Yeah, specifically, he's like, my, he says, "My name is Dean Winchester. I'm, I'm an Aquarius. I enjoy long walks on the beach and frisky women." <laughs> that specific. Specifically, is a famous line, Dean line, speaking into the camera. And I didn't know what which what episode in the early seasons it happened. I remember it completely out of context. <laughs> so like, oh, it's this episode. <laughs> Even like up to like the, uh, Diana coming in and, and like calling Jeff out. I still didn't. I didn't remember that this that that's what the scene that was next. I was like, oh, it's this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dean does not give a confession. No. He says that he didn't kill them, but he knows who did. It was ghosts. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's like, well, we can't be sure our investigation was interrupted, but our working theory is that we're looking for a vengeful spirit. And she's like, it, excuse me? And he's like, Tony saw it. I bet Karen did too. See, the interesting thing is the word that it leaves behind. Um, he's like, for some reason, it's trying to tell us something. 
similar. He's like, you know, like red rum. Yeah, like same concept. He's like, uh, it can be word fragments. Other times it's anagrams. And he holds up the paper with Dana Schulps written all over it and the like, anagrams underneath. And Diana's face <gasps> is like, well, fuck. Yeah. Uh, now I kind of believe you, yeah. but like, yeah, like up there's to- no way I could believe you because this is insane. This is but, like, and everyone else in the room is like, this, oh, this, uh, this guy stupid. is either crazy or just wasting our time. Yeah, or, or both. both, 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 both is good. So he's like, yes, yeah, like we thought it was the name at first, Dana Schulps, but. There's a street, Ashland. That's what we think something happened there. Whatever, what, whatever is going on, better get started there. And then he does this little smile, ding. like, ding for the camera. And then Pete's like, you, you arrogant, arrogant bastard. bastard. Those two, they were, they were people. And you're making jokes? They like, died. He says, I'm not joking, Ponch. <laughs> you, he's like, you murdered them in cold blood, just like that girl in St. Louis. And Dean looks at the camera as he's like, oh, oh that wasn't me either. That was a shapeshifter that just looked like me. <laughs> Pete grabs Dean and pushes him up against the wall. And this is when we learn his name. Because she goes, Diane's Pete, like, Pete, that's, that's enough. enough. <laughs> it's like, oh, ah, his name, his name. Ah, that's Pete. Pete. We're <laughs> we are far too far into the episode to be learning first names now. So Pete gets stopped by the good cop. And Dean's like, you asked for the truth. Yeah. 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 And Pete's like, lock his ass up. Yeah, and he gets handcuffed. Where does cuffs go? Yeah. He was, yeah, cu- he was, he was cuffed, cuffed to the, the table. table. And then he wasn't. And now they're cuffing him again. He was cuffed to the table for the entire camera reading because he, like, does, like, a little shrug and his hands are still cuffed to the table. But somewhere between that little shrug and Pete grabbing him, his cuffs vanished because Pete yanks him away from the table and throws him against the wall. And then they have to cuff him again. Yeah. Something Pete, happened, something happened something there. Something happened. Something happened there. But when they when they lock him up, they push him against the right. wall. So um. so Dean gets turned around and thrown up against the wall by another cop who cuffs him. And then they kind of zoom in real close on Dean's face. Yep. And Dean's making some faces. He's doing the same thing. They, he's, he's, that, doing, he's doing the, <laughs> I'm getting handcuffed. This is, <laughs> this is, he's I'm doing, not going to interrogate why I enjoy this. No, he's doing, he's doing the same face that he made when he was getting handcuffed against the car. Yeah, when he was thrown over the, over the hood of the car and the pinned there by a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was that was yeah that was the pilot first episode. <laughs> My boobs, <laughs> Mr. Ackles. I have some questions. Yeah. <laughs> I've never played. Yeah, I've, I've never, never played, played Dean as by Jensen Ackles. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ackles, I have some questions for you. Yeah. <laughs> Back in uh, Sam's interrogation room, the the cops go open the door, and there's no Sam. <laughs> yep, the window's open. He's like, oh, where'd he go? <laughs> Pete looks out the window, and there are cops down below. He's like, what'd he do? The fire escape's, like, way over there. Like, where'd he, where'd he go? go? And Diana's looking at the paper with the note on it on the table. And Pete's like, Hiltz, McQueen, what is that? And she's like, I, I, I can't believe these guys. Hiltz is Steve, Steve McQueen's character in the the, the movie The Great Escape. This was this was code Dean was telling Sam to escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we know that Sam could have gotten out at any time. He was just waiting for Dean. Mm-hmm. It also included, you know, the mess like the information that Dean needed to give to Sam about the the um what yeah. the anagram worked out to. Mm-hmm. Very smart boys. Yeah. Well done. Um, Bravo. 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 
did did you I, I mean you've you've never seen The Great Escape, did no. Bridget, did you Patricia get the Hilts McQueen when you saw them no, the first time? No, I didn't. I knew I was like McQueen, Steve McQueen, but like, I'm like, this has I gotta like, be a movie. It's like ka chow. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that movie had Hi. not come out yet, I don't think. I know. No. It had not. When, when did Cars come out? Cars came out in two thousand six, I think. What? No. When did Cars come out? Oh my god. The first Cars movie came out in 2006. Yes! When did it come out in 2006? I am so smart. Cars was out. Cars was out. Cars was when out. When this came out. Yes. That is so weird. That's so weird. That's so weird. I mean, a teen watching this, a teen in high school watching this, probably didn't see Cars unless they had a young, younger sibling. Right. Mm-hmm. So if they had a younger sibling, they maybe. Like, right. And The Great Escape is an old movie. Yeah. yeah. An old war movie. So. Maybe. Maybe they For the target like... audience, they might not have gotten the reference right off. No. And their first thought, May it's entirely possible. <laughs> <laughs> their first thought was Cars. What's the, um, what's that one line where he's talking to the the rusties guys and remember with a little rusties and an insane amount of luck you too can look like me Ka-chow. so um in the police bathroom diana has gone in there to use the sink yeah she uh, she reaches for the sink and the lights start the lights are flickering and the sinks turn on by the, all the sinks turn on by themselves hot water and there's steam fogging up the mirrors and Dana Schulps uh, in writing appears on the mirror she wipes it away <laughs> and sees the ghost lady behind her in the mirror she turns around the ghost lady approaches her with blood coming out of her little throat slit. It was, and, and it's like she's trying to talk. She's trying to say something. It's kind of funny. The, the blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, And her being like... Back in Dean's interrogation room, Diana enters looking shaken. <laughs> and Dean's like, can we make this quick? It's been a long day with your partner assaulting me and all. And she's like, so, uh, about that, um... The t- stuff you were talking about uh, earlier. Yeah. Let's pretend that you're not insane. What would one of these things be doing here? It's like, uh, vegetable spirit. And Dean's whole attitude here, he he's giving her attitude. Yeah. So he's like, you, like, like, okay, this is just more of the police nonsense. You're, like, trying, he's like, you know, you're trying to exhaust me. You're trying to just go through it over and over until I crack. Mm-hmm. So he's giving her attitude. He's like, vengeful spirit? Okay, sure. Blah, 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 blah. About vengeful, vengeful spirits. Yeah, they're created by violent deaths. Then they come back for some reason, usually a nasty one, like revenge on the people that hurt them. Diane is like, so these spirits are capable of killing people. Dean's whole demeanor shifts when he sees her wrist. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that kind of shitty arrogance thing he's doing goes away and he's hunter mode. He sees that her wrists have bruises and he's like, where did you get that? She looks down at her own wrists and sees these like lines of bruises and is like, I don't know. It wasn't there before. And he's like, you've seen it. The spirit. Like, you've seen it, haven't you? And she's like, how did you know? <laughs> how, how, how did, did you know? know? <laughs> you just contacted her. Did it get me? How, how, how did, did you know? know? <laughs> Come back. Come, Come back. I know we've done A It's Pideo references <laughs> before, but I don't know how much of a one presenter is that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't People, know. How, how popular was he? His biggest vine was, was the chicken nugget one. Yeah. And it, I remember one time it was like somebody, his, another vine of his was like somebody asking him, do you know what a meme is? 
and he, it's like yeah. him like going back in his yeah. memory and it's like him as the chicken nuggets vine and he's like no, no. <laughs> hey how much money do you have oh like 69 cents uh, you know what that means I don't have enough money for chicken nugget. He's also the one, he's on the street and there's siren there. It's finals week, you know what that means. Help, 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 someone help, help. We here at Three Idgets are big A, it's Paneo fans. <laughs> I hope he's doing great. I know. I really hope he's doing great. Well, I want to see a manager. Well, I am the manager and I... <sighs> I can't give you the display bagel, it's not real. Test it. No. Megan, no. Bet you I can eat all these fudge straps. Megan, no! When? Megan! Oh, Megan! <laughs> oh no, Megan. Dean's like, Karen had the same bruises on her wrists, and I bet Tony Giles did too. It's got something to do with this spirit, I don't know what. And, uh, and then she's like, she, she like walks over to the window, like the, the two way mirror yeah, and is like looking at herself, like trying to figure out what to do. And like, just like, it's like, I gotta take a moment. Yeah. There's ghosts and I've got mystery, mystery bruises. I go, who? Yeah. So Dean's like, you know, I know right now, like you're probably thinking that you're going crazy. Let's skip that part because the last two people who saw this thing died pretty soon after. She's like, you think I'm going to die? Yeah. <laughs> you think I'm going to die? You need to go to Sam. He'll help. You're giving your brother up. <gasps> and he's like, can we focus on the yeah, issues at hand, hand, please? The, the actual issue is You're, that you could be dead soon. Your, yeah. your life is in danger. Let's stop thinking about crime. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he tells her to look for the first motel listed in the yellow pages. Look for Jim Rockford. And he's, he explains that's how they find each other when they when they get separated. It's like, you can go arrest him if you want. Or you can let him save your life. Yeah. Up to you. The energy Dean is bringing to this scene is a little bit different from from his, how he usually interacts with, you know, potential ghost victims. He's in a, a police interrogation room and he's handcuffed to a table. And he's not doing the shitty arrogance thing that he was doing earlier in the scene. But it's still, he's bringing a lot of energy to the mm -hmm. I know you think you're going crazy but let's get past that part that it's very intense yeah mm -hmm. and like not at all gentle no I think it might just because he's like tired he, I mean he's exhausted he's and he's been interrogated for mm -hmm. hours he's cranky he is he's cranky. Angry. He's angry I'm sure he's hangry he's like Dean I, is definitely someone who gets hangry he's like I just want a fucking burger just give me absolutely like, give me the goddamn but it's the, the it, in general, this scene has more the tone of a cop procedural rather than what we're used to seeing on Supernatural. So I just thought mm -hmm. that was interesting. Mm -hmm. um, at the motel, that's our next scene, Sam is working on the case and there's a knock at the door. Say, like, oh, Dean. Oh. Well, see, here's the thing. Dean wouldn't have knocked. If, if he knocked, he wouldn't have knocked like that. Bum, bum, ba, dum, bum. They, <laughs> he would have done shaving a haircut. He, he well, <laughs> they definitely have a code knock. We know that that like that's established. The secret code. We, we haven't seen them. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to give the secret knock. We haven't seen them do it with each other, but we know from back from when John would leave them alone in the room the sort of paranoid thing he'd do. He, in one of the flashbacks we saw, he told Dean, like, remember, this is our secret knock. Yeah. And that they've, you know, set this up so, like, you know, this sort of, you know, paranoid first motel in the Yellow Pages code name thing, they, for when they get separated, they definitely have a secret knock. So the Sam just goes to the door for yeah, someone yeah. knocking on the door and he doesn't even, like, check. No, he doesn't look through the people. Like, what are you doing, Sam? The cops are after you. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just gonna open up the door. He's like, hello. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's like, oh, hello. And then he's like, sees her. He's like, oh, no. Um, no. And that's the cop. But she's there and she kind of gives him, like, a tense, kind of quiet nod. Yeah. She's like, look. 
Look at my hands. Yeah, and he lo- he looks her wrists over. He, like, gently caresses her hands. <laughs> well, he, he's, he's handling her. The power dynamic has shifted, right? Mm-hmm. So Sam is now the investigator, and she's the victim, and mm-hmm. he's helping her. It, I mean, the way that he's holding her hands, it looks like he's, like, a, like about to, like, paint her nails. And he's, <laughs> and he's like, okay, so, Just like... very gently. He's like, okay, yeah. so, gotta figure out, like, he's like, do you want me to, like, fix your up your cuticles? <laughs> he, I mean, he is handling her gently. She is a frightened victim, and this is how he how they do that. And he is he a lot better at everything. Yeah, he's being quiet and empathetic, and he's like, "You've got to tell me what you saw." And then she's like, "You're a fugitive. I should arrest you." Oh, and yeah. he's like, "Okay, all right. So here's how we're gonna do this. <laughs> so, listen, you can arrest me later after you've lived through this. Yeah. But right now, you have to talk to me. And and this is a you know a scene that parallels you know a police interrogation interview scene. Sam being empathetic and quiet. He's not in her space. He doesn't crowd her. He sit, leans back on, like, the dresser. He is speaking low. He makes himself physically smaller. She's able to give a description that the girl is pale. She has her throat cut. Her eyes are deep, dark red. It appeared like she was trying to talk, but she couldn't because it was just a lot of blood. So Sam's like, okay, he's got a list of every all the girls who've gone missing from Ashland Street, along with photos. And when she sees the photos, she's like, hey, how did you get those? <laughs> That's that's police stuff. You have your job. I have mine. So he hands over the photos and asks her if she can identify the victim. And on like the third photo, she's got it. She looks through. She's like, one, no, two, no, three. That's it. Boom. (laughs) Third time's a job. Claire Becker, 28 years old, disappeared about eight or nine months ago. And the cop's like, okay, but like, I don't know her yeah, why why she, she come after me? Yeah, and Sam's like, well, okay. Looking through the police records, before her death, she was arrested twice for dealing heroin. Did you two ever work narcotics? And she's like, yeah, me and Pete both did. Before homicide. And this is the first time they dropped that little seed of doubt. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, there it is. But she doesn't remember busting her. She doesn't remember her at all. And Sam's so like, okay, well, last she was last seen on Ashland Street entering a building police searched but couldn't find anything and he hands over the police report and he's like well guess we're gonna go check out to see if we can find the body and she's, she's, like, like, oh, she's like uh what he's like you gotta we gotta burn, salt the and burn the bones only way to put her spirit to rest she's like, oh, of course she's like of course it is yeah yep yep that, that tracks so we're in a warehouse i guess it's just like a creep it looks like the creepy basement yeah it's it's some kind of dis old disused building with shelving that they have to walk through with a bunch of junk. Bunch of junk on it. It looks like maybe there were squatters in here at one point. Yeah, there's like a chair, uh, like an old armchair. Dirty, dirty cloth stuff and they're you know exploring with flashlights sam goes up the stairs to look upstairs and she's you know wandering around mm-hmm. sam leaves her alone yeah and yeah. her when her life is in danger from a ghost highly unprofessional sam mm-hmm. get your shit together yeah they're looking around she's looking around diana turns around and sees the ghost lady claire she's like sam yeah she's <laughs> sam reminded me of no. cassie <laughs> Dean! Dean! or um or max Max. 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 The delivery, it was... Hmm. So the Claire ghost approaches her and is like reaching out toward her. And Sam's like, what is it? What's what's wrong? Well, Sam comes running up and by the time he gets there, the ghost is gone. The, I don't know if it's, if the, I mean, it's it's a similar ghost situation, but with like the reaching out, I don't know if they were trying to remind us of Asylum. Right. Like, hey, this ghost isn't immediately, like we're not, we're not in the middle of a ghost fight right now. Yeah. 
obviously something's going else is going on for for anyone who is familiar at by this point with supernatural lore. Uh, Diana explains that she was by the window um, and there's like some shelving in front of it and she's like, here, help me move this. So then we shine a light on the window and we see Ashland sup, like dot dot dot, like the uh, the letters were like scratched off like, or worn off. So yeah. I think it's supposed to say like supplies. Right, like this is some kind of like warehouse place or hardware store or something like that. Like yeah. an, an old place of business at one point and they turn they're like well okay so that's it that's ashland ashland sup and they turn around and the light makes the shadow on the wall the the letters ashland sup across from them the lighting in this scene doesn't make sense Mm -mm. it was night outside Yeah. yeah Where is this light coming from? What is this light? It looks like daylight. It, looks it like does. It, it, it looks like a, look like that. Like a it looks sunset. Like magic light. Yeah. Like I don't know. Golden hour. It's coming down. Yeah. Like, so I don't know what that is. The way the light works on the wall is also wrong. Mm-hmm. Those are solid letters. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's it not cut out. cut out. It's the inverse. Yes. It, the, the lighted letters are what's showing up on the wall, but the letters on the window are, are solid, solid and the window itself so is clear. it would have been in the negative image instead right. of the positive. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's incorrect. <laughs> that is not correct. Because according to the encyclopedia... <laughs> Confusing. So Sam's like, okay. And he, so he gets out his, his EMF reader. And EMT reader. And he explains how it works as he goes up to the brick wall and it starts going off. So Sam, with his broken arm... Grabs yep. a pipe that's just there. Sure. Sure. And starts breaking through the bricks. Sam with his broken arm. Wow. And then and he put he gets his flashlight in there. He's like, there's definitely something in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his, his tone was, was really funny. There's definitely something in there. And then he uses his elbows to further smash the bricks in. Where, what happened to the pipe? Yeah. Sam, that, you're going to break your other arm. You're going to break both, both arms. <laughs> that doesn't help anybody. He pulls out the... He's like, here, help me with this. Well, first, he's like... <laughs> As he's using his elbow to smash in the wall, he's like he's he's doing some some contemplation. Yeah, and he's like this is kind of weird, right? He's, he's like something about this is bothering me as he's smashing yeah. the wall. With his elbow. <laughs> yeah. and she's like, what? yeah, like you're, you're digging, digging up, up a corpse. corpse. He's like, oh no, not that. No, I do this pretty often. This is this is this is normal. He's like, as he he laughs at that. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> pretty perfect, of course. <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 not funny, not funny, not funny. Situations, please. He's like, well, the problem is vengeful spirits don't behave like this. Usually, we have to do a ghost fight. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of thrown furniture. <laughs> they don't lead you to where their body is because they don't want you to stop them. Why did this ghost do this? Yeah. It doesn't It doesn't make sense. So he gets, the, they, she helps him once the wall is broken enough. They drag the wrapped up body out of the wall, lay it out on the floor, they unwrap it, and there's the corpse. There, there, there she blows. There's Claire. And they're like, well, this explains the wrists, and the, they, her wrists have been bound mm-hmm. in front of her. And Diana picks up a necklace that's on the corpse, and Sam's like, does that mean something to you? And she goes, yeah, I've seen it before. It's rare. Custom made on Carson Street. And then she pulls out a necklace from her own neck that's the same one and says, I have one just like it. Pete gave it to me. Sam's like, this makes total sense. It's not a vengeful spirit. It's a death omen. And she's like, what? what? <laughs> Am I gonna die? And he's like, no, like, no, it's fine. We're fine. Claire's fine. not, the, the ghost isn't killing anybody. She's showing up to tell you you're gonna die. Totally different. <laughs> totally different. And, and just so, as and, good. And so much better. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like sometimes spirits don't want vengeance, they want justice, which is why she led us here. She wants us to know who her killer is. And he's like, so, Diana, how much do you know about your partner? And she's she takes a moment and she's like, oh my god, about a year ago, some heroin went missing from the lockup. It was obviously a cop, but we never found out who did it. But whoever did it... Would need someone to fence the product. Is it someone like a heroin dealer? Someone, someone like Claire. Claire. Like, okay, cool, cool, cool. They're like, well, she, she, so she's like, my right. partner is a murderer nice. and a heroin dealer. Ha! Ha ha ha! Ha ha ha! Wonderful. Great. Our next scene is on a prison transport van at night. Dean is in the back. Pete is driving the van. And Dean's set, Dean says, So I'm being extradited to St. Louis. And you just decided to transfer me yourself 800 miles at two in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) This can't be good. Nope. Uh, Pete Pete doesn't say anything. And And Dean's just like, all right. All so, right. This all is right. the situation I'm in. <laughs> I am in danger. <laughs> I'm, I'm in danger. danger. <laughs> Sam and Diana are in the car on the road. She, Diana's just gotten off the phone and gotten the information that Pete showed up, said the prisoner needs to be tra- to be transported and just took Dean. And dispatch has been calling him, but he won't answer the radio. Love that. And Sam's like, oh, they've got a radio. We can track them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it, like, like, okay. We're just going to accept that. <laughs> going to breeze right past that one. That that Sam has the ability to do that. It's like, oh, they get, took a county vehicle? Yeah, it should have a low jack. You just got to turn it on. It's like, what? Okay. 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 Oh, I trust you. Back in the prisoner van, it has pulled off onto a secluded forested road. Yep. And parks. Basically just out in the middle of the woods. Yep. And Dean's, Dean is, you know, Dean's scared. So he's relying on humor. It's like, pee break. So soon? I think you might want to get your prostate checked. Yeah. Pete doesn't say anything. He just gets out and he's like, son of a bitch. Yeah. And it's like, hey, I'm cool staying in the van. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Pete. He gets out. He gets Dean out, throws him down to the ground. And I had just a thought, like, I don't know if they intended to do this, but this is kind of an interesting callback to The Great Escape. Do you remember how that movie ends? No. Yes, but no. Like, this scene is is kind of how that movie ends. Uh, They catch all the prisoners. Spoilers for a movie that came out a hundred years ago. I haven't seen it. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fine. I was, is it a big spoiler at the end? Yeah. Yeah. Then don't spoil it. I want to watch it. I'm going to want to watch it with Dad. Oh. Okay. Okay. Do they all die? I can't tell you. You said not to spoil. So without spoiling it, this scene reminds me of the end of The Great Escape. It's like, oh, I don't know if they meant to do that. But that's, if so, we've already had... One, so cool that they possibly made two references. references. Dean is, you know, on his, like, has been thrown to the ground and he's able to get back up onto his knees, but he spends, like, the entire rest of this scene on his knees. Pete loosens his tie and starts in on Dean with, you're a cocky son of a bitch. You think the people in St. Louis are going to buy that crap you're peddling? Here's the thing. You're not going to make it to St. Louis. You're going to die trying to escape. He aims his gun at Dean. And Dean's like, can we please talk about this? You don't. I don't want to do this. You don't want to do something you're going to regret. The gun cocks and he's like, yeah, maybe okay, you, you do. do. You do. Okay, okay, buddy. Ooh. Diana and Sam arrive just in time to rescue him. She's like, Pete, put the gun down. And she's like, oh, Diana. And we have, you know, a pretty standard standoff situation yeah. with, you know, Pete. I know about Claire. I don't know why you're talking about. Put the gun down. 
No, I don't think so. You're fast, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm faster. Sam and Dean have kind of an intense eye conversation yeah. O- yeah. O- over the scene. They're, they're like looking at each uh, other like, no. And Pete, over the course of this, confesses yeah. to, to all three murders and to heroin dealing. It wasn't my fault. She's like, Tony? Karen? He's like, same thing. It's like, oh, his, his good friend Tony. Great, 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 great. Yeah, Tony, and, Tony was in on the original heroin crime started to get scared so Pete killed him and he's like and I'm sure Tony told Karen so I just killed her too <laughs> like yeah I, oh it was God. a real mess I had to clean it up and he's like but this this is my perfect time I can pinpoint it all on yeah. this scumbag he says this Dean kid is a friggin gift just one more dead scumbag Dean says he's hey, like, hey. Like, as the scene has been going he's been he's been waving Pete, the gun Pete, around he's been waving the gun around and has sort of let it drop from Dean when Dean was like like excuse me I'm not a scumbag. Yeah. He you know, points the gun back at Dean and Dean's like, okay, oh, 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 mad. Yeah. He's, Diana, you know, Diana, please. Diana, please. I still love you. She lowers her gun for a second. He's like, thank you. Thank you. And he goes to shoot Dean. So she shoots him in the leg. <laughs> Dro- drops him. Dean does a backward somersault to get away from everybody else and get out of the line mm-hmm. of fire. Rather than do something smart now, though, of so anything, because yeah. there, there's an extra gun lying around. Yeah. He's still got a gun. Yeah. She just sort of walks closer to him and says a line. To, to get out, to get off a line. Then why don't you buy me another necklace, you ass? And then Pete tackles her down to the ground. Sam starts to approach, but Pete's got his gun back and starts waving it around again. Yeah. And he's like, he's like pointing at Dean. He's pointing at Sam. He's pointing at Diana. And it looks like he's gonna shoot Diana. But then Dean, Sam, and Diana all look behind Pete in fear. He turns around and the ghost is there. It's Claire. And she stares menacingly at him. And he's like, I don't know what his face was doing. No, no I, don't I don't know, know what that, I don't know what that was. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's like, it, he had, it was like, almost like, it was like, scared, relief, <laughs> recognition, recognition. And then the ghost doesn't kill him. Diana, Diana, Diana shoots, shoots him. him in the chest and he falls down. Yeah. Kind of a weird yeah. end of that scene. Yeah. The next scene is the morning after the gunfight. Did they sleep in the woods? Apparently. I don't know how how much time had passed. The sun must have just come up as soon as they stopped firing their guns. Unclear. Diana is sort of kneeling, contemplating the body of her dead partner. Yes. (laughs) And then gets up and wanders over to the boys. And Sam's like, you do it all right? She goes, not really. (laughs) I'm like, no, Sam. (laughs) She's not doing all right. She just had to kill her partner. Her partner, who she just found out, deals heroin and murdered three people. Also, ghosts are real. Yeah. Yeah. No, Sam. Sam. She's not okay. She's like, nope, not really. Gonna move right past that. So, uh, this death person, Claire. Yeah, what happens to her now? Sam's like, it should be over. She should be at rest. (laughs) I'm like, oh, should? Oh, should? Really? I love that. Should. We love that. We love that on this show where they just don't fix the problem. Because they didn't salt and burn the body. No. They just left it there. Yeah. We don't see what they did with the body. They didn't, like, put it back in the wall or... No, they just left it on the floor. They just left it on the floor. Assuming they'll get back to it at some point. Yeah, so we've got a it should be fine. It should be fine. And Dean's like, so... What now, officer? (laughs) Dan is like, Pete did confess to me, and he screwed up both of your cases. So I'd say that there's a good chance we could get your cases dismissed. And Sam's like, you could take care of that for us? She's like, I hope so. But those St. Louis charges? That's another story. I can't help you. Unless Unless... I turn my back and say the suspects escaped. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, That she's just gonna do that. Like, what? She's like, we've bonded 
from here. She's like, everything in this case is wild. Everything. Ghosts are real. My partner's a murderer. And a heroin dealer. Life is meaningless. Go on and be yourselves. She's like, I want you to get back to doing what you do best. Which is what? Which I guess she's learned is hunting ghosts. Being serial killers? I don't know. Yeah. Like, there's still murder charges. Like, she, like, okay, so there, there was this one spirit thing. Right. Does that mean she also buys that there is a shapeshifter who looked like Dean and therefore Dean's not the killer? Apparently. Like, like there's just, I mean, she's just kind of like, you know what? I don't want to deal with any of this and I'm going to have to go to therapy. So how about you guys just walk away and I'll pretend you escaped. And that's probably what I'll tell myself. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So that I don't have to deal with this. Repress it. (laughs) Repress it. Repress it. So she, you know, tells them to, to get out of here. She's going to radio it in. And Dean's like, hey, uh, where's my car? And she's like, oh, it's in an impound yard. It's like, don't. Don't, don't even don't. think about it. And he's like, and Sam's like, no, no, we're, it's, we're, we'll improvise. It's fine. They're going to steal the car. So they, the boys walk away. And this is the second episode where they've walked away. Yeah, because from cops. Because, because of cops. So now they've got to walk all the way back. To the impound lot. To the impound lot, which we don't know how far that is. No. Mm-hmm. Sam's like, oh, she was a nice lady. Yeah, for for a cop. cop. Did she? So, and then this this little exchange yeah. as they're walking down the road. Why? I looked it was, up. Was I a, looked it up. Yes. So it was a super weird exchange because they were making a very specific reference. Bridget, you looked it up. Would you like to share what they yes. were talking about? Okay, so he he was like, uh, "Does she look familiar to you?" It's like, "No, why?" He's like, "I don't know." Hey, you hungry? I could go for some pea soup. So she played Reagan in The Exorcist, and her vomit resembled split pea soup. Oh, okay. She, she Linda Blair is the actress. She played the little kid in The Exorcist who got possessed. Oh, okay. So they had Cute. this this they little. Had to put it in. They there. had to put it in there. They had this little exchange as they were walking down the road. That out of context is very weird. Yeah. Very very weird. Okay. Very weird. And like, why yeah. did yeah. they have that conversation? Yeah, yeah. that's a pea soup. That's bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> and very specific. Yeah, does she look familiar? Uh-huh. I want pea soup. I want pea soup. <laughs> and because I forgot to mention it when it first came up, and it didn't really have a good place for me to drop it in. They kept saying Giles. I know. I wanted to see be Giles the whole time. His name was Anthony Giles. This kid, this this murdered guy. Anthony Stewart Head played, played Rupert Gile- Giles. Giles on Buffy, and I like, and I, I it like because I'm seeing the the word Giles in the subtitle, but they say Giles, and it's like no, I didn't like that. No, but that's that's where the episode ends. What did we think of this episode? I, it was weird. I didn't really like it. You didn't like it. No, it I only kind of liked it. Yeah, it, I liked some parts of it. But it just made me feel kind of like, my like you know how sometimes like watching something can make you feel uncomfortable afterwards. Yeah, I am very uncomfortable with the energy that we've created in the studio today. And kind of like unsatisfied. Yeah, I get what you mean by that. Yeah, it. it I and it must. It must. It's also had to do with like the lighting. So I th- there were some things about this episode I really did like. I liked this is the first episode where we really get to see. And again, I. Don't think this was intentional, but the um, unreliable narrator theme, mm-hmm. which I I just is just I is so fascinating to me, and I love so much. 
and it's something I like to think and talk about in you know some of my favorite media. So I ju- just just this this first little like mm, delicious. <laughs> this this is a theme that comes up in a number of future episodes and is something you need to talk about when looking at the show as a whole. Right. Both in terms of like the characters who's in charge of the narrative and in terms of writers and showrunners who's in charge of the narrative <laughs> and unreliable na- narration from the top all the way down. It's just something that's fascinating to me and I love that. I thought it was really interesting what they were trying to do. Yes. With trying for an outside look at who these guys are. So from, you know, a cop perspective, we've got these the serial killer and his brother who went off the deep end when his girlfriend died, who have a, who both of whom have tragic backstories and this serial killer brother who's taken his straight A student brother on a road trip of murder. <laughs> murder and crime. And now they're saying it's ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> These these guys have truly lost their minds. And all of this seems extremely wild in a Law and Order episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, imagine if this was, like... Which is what, like... If if this was, like, an actual, like... Imagine if it was the Law and Order SVU. Like, like I wish they could have done a... a, a, Like, a fun and funky little... Little... So you're telling me... crossover. With with, 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 with a kid. (laughs) Yeah, it's all about little girls with big tails. Yeah. That's a pedophile. You work in the sex crimes division. You're gonna get that a lot here. (laughs) Like, I, I wish they could have done like a a fun little crossover with a with a cop character we recognized. Right. Yeah. That, I, that, I think that would have done it. I'm going to focus Detect- on your eggs, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Detective Stabler from Law & Order. Bob. Bob from Runaway Bride. Yes. <laughs> That's what he's known for. Not, not being yeah, Detective no. Stabler <laughs> for like 15 years. Um, yeah. So if, if we'd had a recognizable cop, for like like cop show situation, I think that would have gone a long way to sell this. Mm-hmm. But of course they can't do that because then that implies the supernatural is real in Law and Order. So, yeah, that's right. canon. <laughs> um, unless they're like, this is an alternate universe. Yeah, but yeah, this is not. They're like, this is not canon. Right. So, so they couldn't have done it. But like, they, but that's what would have, it would have sold the experiment with this being a different genre and looking at these characters from this different perspective. If we'd cared about the other cops. At, at all, all, in the slightest. Petition to edit this episode as a Law and Order SVU episode. Clips from <laughs> Law and Order. Do like a displace it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> it could. It, I'm sure it could be done. It could be. It um, would take so much work, though. Oh yeah, but that could be done. It could be done. Hey, if anyone's an editor, like a video <laughs> editor, <laughs> any of our listeners, if you're a video editor and you have a lot of spare time and you think this would be funny, do it for fun because we can't pay. Do it for fun. No, do it for fun. Do for fun because we can't pay you and also if it's for fun it's less likely it'll be sued you'll be sued so yes you know do it for fun and if you finish it ever email us email us we're really trying to get some engagement yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember to send us your dreams oh yeah send us your dreams. dreams i will read them um, if you want me to <laughs> and if they are appropriate of course anything else we want to say about this episode i don't think so the next time join us for season two episode eight crossroad blues when two highly successful professionals die after claiming to be haunted by hellhounds Sam and Dean investigate a local bar. Um, <laughs> if this is the episode I'm thinking of, uh, I do remember this episode, and it what it's it introduces an important piece of supernatural lore. Cool. Um, Werewolves, hellhounds, hellhounds. Oh. 
<laughs> Crossroads, specifically. So I guess tune in next time for season two, episode eight. Before before we sign off entirely, we, we say we're available everywhere, but we really are available everywhere now. Oh, yeah, we're, we're on, on Apple. Apple. We're on Apple Podcasts. Go so, write us a go write reviews. Review. Like, my, the, like my friend wrote a review already. Do that. Be a cool person. The important thing, please leave a five-star review. Yes. And uh, five-star rating and review. Tell us we're tell us we're great. If you have a problem with us, email us. <laughs> yeah, yes. Do not don't be mean <laughs> in the reviews. Leave a five star review, then send us an email telling us why you don't like yeah. us. Yeah, but please go do that. We helps if, others find us. It helps others find yeah. us. If, if you hate us, be mean all you want in our email. Yes, we're fine with that. Please, 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 please send us emails. Yeah. yeah, with corrections and comments. It, that's that's great. But uh, we're on Apple. We're on Apple yeah. Podcasts yeah. and all of the podcatchers yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And all the podcatchers Apple sends too. So we're there. Leave us a five star rating and review. There are podcasts that uh, read read reviews. So maybe yeah, we can start doing can that. Do that. So mm. so that can we can please. read next episode. We can read my friend's review. Yes. So fun. we'll look forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. So until next time, season two, episode eight. I have been a host, Margaret. I've been a host, Patricia, and I've been another host, Bridget. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Special thanks to Pixabay user The Laces Music Dude for the use of their song Bruff Music as our theme music. And special thanks to our dad, our first sponsor. Thanks, Dad. You can find us at 3 Pod on most of the internet. And get in touch with us by emailing 3 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>